Hi, my name is Truck. Welcome to Tales from Truck City. My name is Sterling Folden. What's your job? I'm the deputy chief of Rocky Mountain Fire. What's your favorite thing about working for Rocky Mountain Fire? Uh, my favorite thing is that we actually get out to get out, or we get outside and we get to help people, and we help people on a regular basis, so that's a lot of fun. How long have you been working here? I've been working here for almost 25 years. What do you actually do? So as the deputy chief, I'm in charge of all the operations for the fire department. So anyone that works on a fire truck or drives a fire truck or is a firefighter, they all work for me. And I decide, and we work together and decide on process and procedure and guidelines and responses and how we attack fires. That's all my job is to sort out how we do that and give direction on how to do all of that. Which station do you work at? I work, so my office is over in Eldorado Springs at Station 6. That's where our headquarters is at as well. That's where the fire chief works, our administrators work, I work there. I have some division chiefs that work there as well. Well, what have been some of the really big um, brush and forest fires? What happens with them? Yeah. So those are fairly difficult to contain because we have to rely on the weather so much. And the, re- the weather is a big factor in how we can fight those fires. So recently we had the fire up near Netherlands called the Cold yeah. Springs Fire. And uh, we, had a, we had a crew that went up to that. And you really have to work with the, with the roads and the rivers and the natural t- topography to help combat those fires. It's not like a house fire. We can just drag a hose off a truck and go put it out. We have to use a lot of other resources and natural resources to create fire breaks and things like that. And that one was started by campers. Yes. Yeah. We read and they're now being charged. They are. What? Are, were you on duty when the when the four mile fire happened? I was at the office working, and we uh, we actually had a, a small lightning strike behind the station that we had first started dealing with, and then the four mile came across the radio, and so we started sending all our resources over that way. So the four mile was started by a lightning. No, Four Mile was started by um, someone burning branches. This is Captain Peavy. He's our training officer. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for coming on out. Okay. So he's in charge of all our training. He's the one that coordinates what's going on today and gets the truck scheduled to come out here and work with this, and then he puts it all on and decides how it's supposed to go. We do this every month. We run these guys through all kinds of different drills, and so we try to set them up as they're configured in their normal engine or truck companies and uh, test them a little bit you know we time them see how fast they're getting things done making sure that it's kind of on par with the the mark as it were so everything's measured in seconds and minutes when it comes to fire so and he lives in the mountains yeah i do you guys live up in the mountains Uh, no we were just talking about forest fires and wildland fires yeah it's a real problem. These forests are kind of overgrown. Did you guys want to see the scenario? How we have it set up and stuff like that? Sure. Can we kind of take a closer look? Yeah. 
So what we did here is uh, this house, so, so this property was bought, and they're gonna tear this house down and build a new house. And so they called me and said, hey, do you guys wanna come out and use our house for some training before we tear it down? And it used to be that we were able to do a lot more with houses. We could actually set them on fire, but now there's a lot more environmental regulation and a lot more safety regulation. And so today all we're really using this house for is more or less a target. And so uh, the way we have it set up, and you guys can follow me, is the house is basically empty right now. You know, there's some, some junk left behind and yeah. things like that. But um, we simulate we simulate the smoke, and we have a target for the fire, mm -hmm. and I use lighting to kind of indicate where the fire might be. But you can see the house has kind of been emptied out, and when they come, when they show up, you know the house has this problem going on. And right now, the next evolution I'm going to do is going to be back in this room. This is my smoke machine. And I can fill up this whole house with smoke. That's, and it's okay to breathe. It's not dangerous to breathe. But these guys will still wear their air packs as if it were bad smoke. And then this is the target that we use for fire. And what I do with these is I just link them together in different configurations. And so when they see this, this is what they shoot their water at. And these will break apart. And then I also have the light on and whatnot. And the smoke will be coming out the windows, and they'll get in this room. And once they have water on the fire, that's when I stop the timer, because that's what I want to know. I want to know how long it takes my engine company to park their fire truck, get off, start the fire hose, get inside the building, running three crews per day. So I've done this nine times and we're doing each crew twice. So 18 times I was able to do this. If we had set this place on fire, yeah, you get a couple of them. Yeah, this is what we do. You'd be able to talk to the, the engine guys too as soon as they get done uh, reloading their hose. So this is our ladder truck. You guys know why we call it a ladder truck? Because it has a giant <laughs> ladder on top. That's just a test. I knew you. I knew you guys were sharp. Yeah. So, um, in bigger cities, ladder trucks typically don't carry water and typically don't have a pump on them. But the further out west you go, the more these are like crossover fire trucks where they actually carry water and have a pump and a big. Uh, ladder on top and it has a little bit to do with uh, versatility and being able to do more with less um, so this this uh, this crew can effectively work like an engine company and fight fire with water but it can also work like a truck company and uh, 
use their big ladder and all their forcible entry equipment. Kind of dual dual roll engine company. These are very big, heavy trucks. On hot days, on hot days, if we park in a, if we sit on asphalt too long, we'll leave little divots in the road. This is Lieutenant Stewart. His first name's John. He's in charge of this truck. Yep. Or Captain, sorry. Maybe you're good. Maybe I'm getting demoted. <laughs> Captain Stewart. Well, we'll talk about that. He's in that. charge of the truck. And he's not only in charge of this truck, he's in charge of whoever's working today, he's in charge of all those guys on those trucks today. Yep. Let's see, I'm training another guy, our firefighter, Josh Derryberry, and he's learning how to sit officer and do all the stuff up front. So I get to sit backwards. Yeah. So, you know, he's in charge. Well, they're almost done loading the hose, and then we'll get everybody over here and they can talk to you about it. What's that yellow thing? The, the box by his leg? Yeah. Oh, that's a... The electrical outlet. Yeah. So, see where that black cord goes into? Yeah. That's a cord reel right there. Yeah. So we have 200 feet of electrical cord. Like, yeah. in the, do you have extension cords at your house? Yeah. Like plugging the Christmas tree and stuff like that? Yeah. So, that box on each side has some um, plug-ins. So it has like a normal plug-in like you have at the house. And then we have some specialty plug-ins that some of our higher amperage and wattage lamps and stuff fit into. Our scene lights um, and different power equipment that we have. So that gives us mobile power. So we don't always want to run off of gas stuff. We can bring extension cords in because gas has engine and engines make exhaust. And sometimes exhaust inside, bad stuff if we're not on air. So the electric allows us to do that. Four of them. I'm Malachi. Hi, Malachi. Hello. I'm Jax. Hi, Jax. Good to meet you guys. Well, I've been doing interviews for like three years, and I've been doing them with people with cool jobs, oh, cool you. trucks, right, yeah. and cool vehicles. Uh -huh, yeah. Got all of those. Yeah. That's the. That's the. That's the. That's the filter. That's good. That's a great thing. I like it. And what's your favorite thing about working for a Rocky Mountain Fire? Wow, that's a good oh, question. Chief the boss here too. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. My favorite thing. Just standing here. Standing right here. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite thing. I, the first thing that comes to mind is that um, something. This I get to do something different every day. Every day I come into work, I do um, some of the same stuff, but. But every time it's, it's something a little different. I might get to go to somebody's house to help them if they're sick, or I might get to go to a school because they're having a fire drill, or I might get to help somebody, um, you know, that didn't quite understand their smoke detectors, or I might get to go to a to a fire at a at a building and help with the fire. So it's it's something different every day, and that's what's that's one of the things I like the most about it. Aside from playing with all the big trucks, yeah. <laughs> every call is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing? Oh, 
it's a lot of things really it's it's just a, like Jason was saying it's the opportunity to help people I mean we never know what our day is going to consist of today we've helped somebody who was sick today we've gone to a small school where they had a fire alarm going off so it's just kind of and then now we're here and we're training and we get to be outside and and people get to see us and we get to meet people like you guys and and it's it's not boring at all it's always something neat and we're always getting to meet people and talk to people and help people and there's a lot of a lot of gratification in that i think what's your favorite thing um well since you said rocky mountain fire specifically i agree with everything these guys said but we get to do a lot of cool different stuff because of where our district is so we get to fight wildland fires we get to go on rescue calls like rope rescue calls um and we do ems calls some fire departments they just run fire calls and run fire alarms but we get to do a lot of different stuff and it keeps us challenged all the time what's your favorite thing about the truck <laughs> um it's really fun to drive <laughs> it's big you can do a lot it's fun to stand up on the bucket when it's really high up in the air What's your favorite thing? A lot of stuff. <laughs> you get the same kind of answer, yeah. Well, what's your favorite thing? Oh boy. Um, smarter than you are. It, you know what it is, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to talk about. It's uh, it's what we call a smart aerial. Aerial meaning the ladder that's on top of the truck, uh, that's operated by the power of the truck. Uh, it's smart in that uh, it won't let you do something that's going to put you in a dangerous situation. So. Say, for example, um, I'm not able to put the stabilizers all the way out. The stabilizers are the supports that come out of the side of the truck. Yeah. And they, they lower down to the ground so that I can swing that ladder way out to the side and not tip the truck over. Because yeah. that ladder is really heavy. So if for some reason I can't put those stabilizers all the way out, then I have to be careful how far I swing the ladder out to that side of the truck. And it won't let me do it. It won't let me go so far that I'll tip the truck over. It's smart that way. It's got a computer that analyzes all the, the weight and the angles and uh, doesn't let me do that. Because if I've got a lot of other things to think about, like the guy at the tip, is, is he safe or um, other things like that, it helps me to, to not have to remember so much. That's one of the things I like about it. You know what else is really cool about this truck? It has a remote control. <laughs> so Jason, he could stand over here and control where that bucket goes. So if he can't really see very well... On where he wants to go, he can just walk over to the building and just guide it in with remote control. What's your favorite thing? Oh, I like the diversity of it. It's kind of a specialty vehicle in the sense of we have, like they were saying, we have the big ladder up top in the bucket so we can get up high in the air and get people from taller buildings or, you know, people that are stuck in trees or something like that. We can use it as an engine. So if your house is on fire, if your car is on fire, we have water on there that we can put it out. We have wildland equipment on there, so if the grass is on fire, we can actually put grass fire out with it. We have medical gear on there, so if you're sick, we can show up and take care of you medically. Um, to stuff that if you're in a bad car accident, we got to cut your car open, we can use the tools off there to do that as well. Um, if there's a hazardous materials in the area, we can kind of help identify some things on there and do that. So it's, it's kind of a specialty truck because we can do so much stuff with it that just a normal fire engine can't do. You think of it as a big red toolbox with lots of different tools inside. What's your favorite thing? About the truck? Yeah. Um, I think, too, just all the things that we can do. Um, and since there's so many things that we can do with a ladder truck, um, typically we try to staff it with four people. 
versus our fire engine where we only have three. And that allows us to do even more stuff um, because we have that additional person. So we have a four-person crew. Because in the fire service, we like to split up a lot in two and no less than groups of two. So now we can kind of multitask and do some different stuff. So um, that's one thing I really like about the ladder. Well, what's your favorite thing about being up on the ladder? <laughs> I like when it's up really high um, and... If it's a little windy or you're just watching the clouds and stuff, and it, it just it kind of it'll kind of rock back and forth a little bit. <laughs> like that? I like that. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about it, there? Oh boy. You know, just like the truck, there's uh, there's a lot of tools up there at the at the tip. We can control uh, the ladder, the where we put it. You know, we can turn it to the side or extend it out or raise it up. Uh, there's two electrical outlets up there, so we can plug in our, our electric tools up there. So if we want to use a saw or something that runs off of electricity, we can do that. Uh, there's uh, an axe up there if we need to chop into something. There's a hose up there that's actually connected to a pipe that goes all the way back down to the truck. And we can pump water up there. Um, there's also... Uh, what's the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, so if you're up there and you're above a building that's that's on fire and the smoke comes up and, you know, you don't want to breathe the smoke. So you have your air pack on your back, but there's also a connection up there where you can plug yourself directly into an airline. And there's big yellow tanks on the other side of the truck that you can breathe air out of those and you can stay up there for a really long time because the tanks are big. So there's a lot of capabilities of things up there. So you can get up there and stay up there for a while. What's your favorite thing? It's a great view. <laughs> you can see so far when you're up on top of that. You don't have to climb a big mountain to do it. You just climb up the ladder, which makes it a lot easier. What's your favorite thing about up there? I like that it has that bucket on the end. Some ladder trucks don't have that. So you can just stand up there and work. And we can have two people up there. So if I do get scared, Jason can come up there and tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> and keep fighting fire. What are those hatches on the truck? We can walk over. Yeah, you want to check out what's in the, all the all the compartments? <laughs> Whoops. You know what's funny about that? This is actually something that we use a lot. We use brooms a lot at car accidents because when cars crash together all kinds of pieces and parts come off the glass the plastic and it's all over the road so we help the the uh, uh the wrecker the tow truck driver mm-hmm. we help him by uh, or her by sweeping it up for him getting it together and then they can pick it up so it's not all over the road but we got a lot of different things in this compartment here open this door and show you give you an overview of everything that's in here so we got power saws we got a chainsaw that can cut through a roof yeah. we've got a circular saw that's meant for cutting metal or concrete or you can cut through roofs with that too uh, we've got shovels and we've got all sorts of tools on this on these sliding uh, sliding racks that come out we've got axes and prying tools and on the other side we've got some more tools there's a sledgehammer over there so we've got lots of different we've got even special tools here for um, what happens if, a, if there's a fire in a building and the building's locked? 
How do we get in? We need to get in. Yeah, we need you to get need in. You need to right? like pick the lock. Yeah, the lock. exactly. So we've got lots of tools to do that. We have tools like this called a little Rex. It slide onto the lock cylinder, mm -hmm. and then we can put our Halligan tool, which is a big prying tool, yeah. into here, and then we can pry on it and just pull the lock cylinder right out of the door. It's funny. really cool. The neat thing about that is that we can close the door still, you know, and that way we, we can keep the fire inside rather than having it come out. So there's all kinds of tools like that. Do you have a pokey tool? A pokey thingy tool? Well, sure. Look at these guys right here. These are kind of pokey tools that are a pointed end. Something like that. So when you've pulled the lock cylinder out, then you can reach in there like this, like with a key, and open the bolt. Yeah, so we've got all kinds of tools like that. And maybe you were thinking of a tool like this, which is more like a, a little miniature Slim Jim. You can do the same thing with that. You can kind of work work the lock that way. And sometimes that's even faster than breaking the door. You know, we can do that too. We have that, you know, we have a lot of different ways to do it. And depending on the situation, we yeah, use different... Yeah. We do. There's some big ones in the back. We'll, I'll show you those when we get back there. What do, what do you think about these? Probably an air tank in there. You're right. And Excellent. isn't there like you, a way you put it if it's empty? Well, yeah. Usually we turn it around and put the this end on the outside if it's empty. Good work. Nice job. So this one we can see is full. That's us, Jason. Jason, that's going to be you guys. Okay. Hey, looks like we got to go to a call. Thanks. Sure. Maybe we'll see you again. Maybe we'll see you again. What's that? You know where the taking off to a vehicle that drove into a ditch. So. Besides that that's bad, it's kind of funny. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm, who knows why they drove into a ditch? <laughs> Could have been texting. Yeah. Yeah. Common reason. Yeah. It's too common. So they're going to end up driving up the road and having to turn around and then come back out. But they were already bunked up, which is good. We always wear our bunker gear on car accidents because we never know if there's going to be, like, damage to the vehicles or damage to whatever they hit. And so that clothes, even though it's made for thermal protection from fires, it's also useful for cut protection and things like that. And if the car catches on fire, then they already got their bunker gear on. And there'll be, there, there'll be an ambulance... Let's see. The ambulance is coming from Louisville. So, this is my old school station. This is the distance. The message is coming in right now. It tells me this is, this is the number that they assigned it. Injury or rollover. South Boulder Road and 76th Street. So they're really close to it. It's just up the road up here says one vehicle drove into ditch and then that's the time that this page went out and these are the two units so that's the that's that ladder truck 2416 mm -hmm. and 2722 is the name of the ambulance mm. and then I also just for modern I also get it on my phone so the same call information rollover or uh, vehicle drove into a ditch 2722 and 2416 when, what? Why do you sometimes use the sirens and sometimes don't? Mm. Well, we're in a neighborhood right now, 
And right now, having that big loud siren going isn't gonna ask anybody to move out of the way. And so, uh, they're gonna leave it off, but as soon as they start approaching that stop sign, you're gonna hear them fire it up, and it's basically gonna be yelling at the other cars <laughs> to say, hey, can we come through, please? Can we? Or no, get out of my way right now. A little now. bit. I, I don't like to think of it as, hey, get out of my way. It's like, man, well, we're coming through. Please move. <laughs> yeah, but that's more how it's. Big truck. Yeah. There they go. funny thing about that truck is that it's so big and heavy, it actually can't go much faster than the speed limit. But all those lights really do help people like, oh, okay, all right, we're going to pull over to the side and let them on through, let them do their job. It's a good thing. What a good way to finish the interview, yeah. huh? Perfect. It's like, you're welcome. I, we actually planned this. I don't, I'm not sure who we got to drive into the ditch, but we pulled some strings. <laughs> We've got connections. Well, yeah, you're welcome. No problem, Malachi. Jax, thanks for coming along. You want to swing by a station at some point here, too? You I've already came by to... one. Okay. Good. Yeah, thanks a lot. Ah, oh, mission. before we leave. Yes. yes, sir. I had a question, because I've been seeing a lot of red license plates that say FL something. Mm -hmm. And I've been wondering FLT? if the... Yes. Are those just for fire firefighters? Mm. Well, that's, red no. license plates are for fleet vehicles. That's what FLT stands for. So if a company owns a lot of vehicles, they'll get those red plates and put fleet plates on it. Mm -hmm. But there are firefighter plates out there. We don't have them. We know we're firefighters. But uh, sometimes they have uh, their, their red license plates or they have the red Colorado background. Yeah. And then in the middle, there's a little Maltese cross that says firefighter. So in the middle of it, it has like an axe crossed with a little like yeah. Maltese cross in it. And then it says firefighter below it. That's a firefighter plate. That's a government, government, government plate. Yeah. So since we're government, the fire department belongs Your vision's to good. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you Now I know how I'm, bad mine is. I mean, I know mine's not great, but... We've okay. 2030 vision. That's good. Nice work. Nice work. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a question that relates to uh, another interview, but... Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of um, blue lights on like work vehicles, mm. and when I did another interview, they said that those were only for snow plowing. Mm. Snow plowing police have them. Um, yeah. A couple of our, our, one of our ambulances has it, but typically fire trucks are red and white lights. Snow plows are yellow and blue lights, yeah. and then police officers or police cars are red and blue lights. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of how it's separated But what's out. road maintenance? Is that just amber? Yeah. Yep, those are just amber lights. They, yeah, they were caution saying lights. one with amber and blue. Yeah. So they probably they can probably use it DOT. for yeah DOT for county. They'll use it for snow plowing in the winter and road maintenance in the summer. Mm. And so they have to put both colors on it. Yeah. You know, because some of the small trucks they put plows on for the neighborhoods. Some of the big yeah. trucks they put snow plows on in the winter. I don't know if there's strict convention on that, but in general, if you're from a distance, like if you're driving down the road and you see blue and yellow lights, you'd be like, oh, okay, hey, that's a snowplow coming. Or, oh, I just see yellow lights, that's probably just, uh, you know, road work and that kind of thing. But there's there's some 
deviant from norm. And there's a lot of different theories. A lot of people like the blue light because if it's foggy, the blue light travels better in the fog. Mm. Or they like the red lights because, you know, of, of a certain condition and lower lights are different colors than high lights. There's, so there's some different things that are out there. Even though that's probably not at all true. It's just saying yeah, something. How much, how much it matters or not? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. So we have some regulations on where we have to put lights on our fire truck. There have to be so many lights that are down low, so many lights yeah. that are up high, so many on the back, so many on the front. Has to be a one yellow light on the back. Um, we have a bunch of those things that we're supposed to follow. Now, there's no like light police person that comes around and says, yep. "And follow the rules. You have to change all your lights." There's no one that does that, but there are some some guidelines recommendations and guidelines that are out there for where to put your lights. Yeah. They get really bright now too. They're using LED lights, and they're almost they're almost too bright nowadays. Like you're driving down the road, and you're like. Jeez. I can't even, My mom can't says even that see. All now the I'm, time. now I'm, yeah. I mean, there is a, there is a, there, there is such a thing as too bright. Yeah. And there is such a thing as too loud. You know, those, yeah. those thresholds are out there. Yeah. All right, I gotta get reset to the next one. Okay. Awesome. Bye. Have a good day. Listening to Tales from Truck City.